Hello and welcome. This is Father Kelly. Today is the first Friday of April, which means here in Enid that there's the first Friday event in downtown Enid. Now, it was a pretty busy day at the parish, uh, so I wasn't sure I was going to go out there at all, honestly. Um, I wanted to be out there for a certain particular purpose, but I forgot. Uh, just for background, uh, every first Friday in Enid from April through, I think, October, uh, they do a cool thing in downtown where uh, the shops stay open. There's food trucks and live music and stuff going on. In the past, we have had uh, we've had our tent set up and done street evangelization out there. Tried to do it, um, only with the grace of God, have we done anything useful? Um, and so I wanted to get that going again in the spring. Back in December, or so I thought about it and said, "Ah, oh, yes, that will be coming up. Let me not forget." Parentheses. I probably totally will though. And sure enough, it happened. With my pilgrimage back in January and the St. Patrick's Day celebration and just life in general as a priest in, in a, a parish that could use two or three more priests at it, uh, I just got busy. And so, you know, Monday, Tuesday showed up and I realized, ah, crap, this week is first Friday and we are not ready. And so, unfortunately, n- nothing was able to get done. Uh, we weren't able to have an official presence out there. Um... Part, part of that was because uh, this year, e- or Lent, Easter is rather late, so we're still in Lent right now, which means that today, sort of, you know, usually for first Fridays I would be out there, get out there around 4 o'clock, get the tent set up, kind of get people going, get things going on. Uh, but this particular time, this being a Friday in Lent still, we had Stations of the Cross. So uh, you know, had sort of some appointments this afternoon, appointment at 4 o'clock, and then was in the confessional at 5 o'clock at St. Gregory's and Stations at 6 uh, sidebar, lots of people at confession today. Awesome. Um, please do take advantage of confessions if you're hearing this and, and you're needed. Uh, well, wherever you are, take advantage of confessions. So it wasn't until about, let's see, stations are at 6, so 6.45. Finished stations, came back over to St. Francis, wasn't sure what I was going to do. Uh, got some food. I thought, you know what, I'll just go ahead and walk around down there anyways. Um, wanted to, I wanted to, well, hey, I like people, so... The idea of thousands of people milling around downtown is the kind of place I'd like to be. If you know me, you know I'm an extrovert, you know that that's the kind of thing that I enjoy. Some of you, that would be the last thing you would want to do, but uh, it was, for me, a refreshing way to come to the end of a week, even after even after a day of good work. So, uh, due to my forgetfulness and busyness, we didn't have anything officially set up out there at first Friday, but I wanted to go have some sort of presence and walk around. And... We were walking around out there, and as I as I expected, I saw the tent and the people from a certain Baptist church here in town, uh, who is you might say not known for their friendly discourse, not known for their friendly uh, way of presenting, attempting to present the gospel. What that means in this case is that they're one of those churches that holds up a giant sign with flames on it and says, basically. You're a sinner, repent, or go to hell. And I didn't want to have an argument. I walked by, and I did I didn't interest myself in the people that were holding the signs and handing out the flyers, uh, but I didn't engage in any argument because it. I've argued with them before, and it just doesn't go anywhere. They have their they have their rote memorized script. They have their uh, criticisms of everybody else but them, and there's there's just no dialogue. So I didn't go I didn't go into anything because it it's not fruitful. But as I was walk as I was standing over away looking at some art. It occurred to me, 
who sees a sign that says repent or go to hell and thinks, oh yeah, I'd like to be a Christian. You know, who To whom is that attractive? Their sign says, I took a picture of it, whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. And it has someone suffering in fire and Jesus pointing, casting them into fire. And then it has um, a list of various sins, uh, you know, adultery, drunkenness, things like that, that can, that can get one cast into the fire. And it just, you know, as, as an evangelization technique, which is what I presume they're doing out there, I just don't see how that does any good. Who sees this tent or encounters these aggressive people and thinks, yeah, I want to join that. I want to be a part of what these people have. You know, I haven't stood by to watch and take notes, but I suspect most people, you know, kindly take their flyers and move on. And I feel bad. Well, I feel bad for those that encounter it, but also I'm I'm upset because that's not the gospel. That style of presentation, I suppose, is not the gospel. Let me say what I mean. Yes, there is judgment. God is not... A pushover. So if we reject him and do evil things, yeah, we can go to hell. It's totally possible. However, what they don't present is that God's love and mercy is a greater desire than his judgment. God is more eager for us to be forgiven of our sins, to repent, yes, but to experience his love and mercy and get to heaven that way. He doesn't want us to get there out of fear, you know, like a dog might cower in fear from an owner who beats it. But that kind of image, that's that's the kind of God they present. That's the kind of uh, presentation they seem to, in my experience with this church, with their flyers, with talking with their pastor, they seem to want to sell you on being an abused dog. Like, God as someone only wrathful and full of judgment is the image that they want. It seems that's that's the the conclusion I'm forced to give, forced to arrive at from their aggressive, literally fire-filled signage and the way they comport themselves when at least when uh, when they meet a Catholic priest. Maybe it's just a Catholic priest that brings that out. I'm not sure. Either way, it's not a. Um, it's not a flattering look for the gospel, which I'm fairly confident saying it is not an authentic representation of the gospel, nor the way the gospel should be preached. What made this contrast particularly distinct was having gone, having led Stations of the Cross earlier and meditated on the passion of Christ going from Calvary to Golgotha to his crucifixion, his death and burial, and Look, if we look at how Christ interacts in that time, we don't see hell and brimstone, fire and condemnation. It's not there. In fact, his demeanor throughout the whole thing is passive, quiet, tender, loving, forgiving. Remember, at the at the he's being nailed. He's on the cross. His people who nailed him to the cross are standing right there in front of him. He says. Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. He could have said, 
you know, God is going to kill you all, destroy you for doing this to the son of God. How dare you crucify the Lord of glory and send legions of angels to destroy them in that moment? That's what he could have done. He could have cracked open the earth and cast them into hell in that moment. But he didn't. That's not what he chose to do. God, God, Jesus, Jesus Christ, God himself, in that moment when he had all the reasons in the world to be wrathful and execute his great judgment, instead showed love and mercy. Instead, he forgave those who were destroying him. He loved those even though they were persecuting him. That is what the gospel is about. That is how we preach Christ. That is the gospel that is attractive. The gospel that says, yes, even though you have sinned greatly, even though you have done terrible, terrible things, I still love you. That's what the gospel really is. Yes, okay, there is judgment, as I said before. Jesus, especially the second coming, does come as the judge. Hell is real. You can go there. We don't want you to. You shouldn't want to. Jesus doesn't want you to go there. We have to have hell, though. This makes sense. Because if you don't have hell, if there's not the possibility of rejecting God, then you know if everyone just goes to heaven automatically, that's slavery. God gives us free will. We have to be able to choose, rather to be able to choose the good is the necessary thing. So you have to be able to choose the evil. God doesn't want you to do that. That's not how he desires you to go. But it's an option. Not a good one, though. So, yes, there is judgment. At the end, there is judgment. But primarily, God wants us to be reconciled to him, to receive his tender compassion, his love and mercy. He wants us to be part of a loving Christian community, both on this this earth and in heaven. That's what the gospel really looks like. Hellfire and brimstone is not not part of it, but to have a focus only on hellfire and brimstone and to respond to God like a beaten dog, to cower in fear of what's gonna, what he's going to do to you if you don't believe in him, that's not how he meant salvation to work. God is a God of, fe- a God of love, not a God of fear. To have fear of God is not to be trembling that you're going to be destroyed, but to be in reverence and awe of the power of God. Not his wrath, but the greatness and the majesty of his love. This very abrasive presentation that this church gives has been giving me a lot of thought for, okay, fine, what's the Catholic response? Or rather, maybe not the response, because I don't want to set up like a across the sidewalk you know, battle, that's not going to be good. That, that would just be a spectacle and we don't want that. But what is, what is the better picture to present? What is the more authentic presentation? What is the more attractive presentation? What is the thing that is going to draw people in, in an authentic way to show them what the truth of the gospel really is as given by the Catholic church, the church Christ founded from the beginning? What does that look like? That, that's a curious question, and um, honestly, I'm thinking out loud here a bit uh, because I want to make sure we do have a presence next month at First Fridays, and it occurs to me that a good image 
is a beer garden. Now, according to the rules, we can't serve beer from our tent. Um, but I wish we could. People can bring beer. I'm pretty sure that's allowed. There's a, a lovely brewery down the street, uh, Enid Brewing Company. And so you could go grab beer from them, bring it to our tent next next month. That would be awesome. But really, that that is a better image of everyone gathered around, sharing in community, rejoicing in their Savior, enjoying God together, being in the presence of God together with the good things God made, beer being one of them, savoring our community, our community life, you know, rejoicing together as the body of Christ in God's love and mercy, saying, yes, we are sinners. We do deserve judgment. But guess what? God has poured out his mercy upon us. He forgives our sins in the sacrament of reconciliation and other sacraments as well. God get, pours out his grace and mercy on us. He pours out his love upon us so that we are no longer sinners deserving of wrath and judgment, but rather his beloved children deserving of great tenderness, deserving it only because of Jesus himself who took on our human nature and um, purchased the Father's grace and mercy for us. Our, in, in our own humanity, yeah, we don't deserve anything. We, we only deserve condemnation. But... Because Christ became man like us, we get to participate in his merit, in his virtue. So we get to be part of his body, his rejoicing communal fellowship. Notice how much in the Gospels Jesus hangs out at wedding feasts and parties. How often he says the kingdom of God is like a wedding feast, right? That's one of his primary symbols. You know, the wedding feast of Cana is his first public miracle. So... The idea of a, of a social setting, enjoying each other's company in the name of Christ, sharing as together as the body of Christ, that is a way better image of the church, way better image of Christianity, way, way better image of the gospel, and I think a lot more attractive if you've got aggressive, fiery sign over here and beer garden over here. I'm going to go hang out in the beer garden. That seems like a pretty good place to be. And I think other people would too. So, uh, you know, we, we really can't do a beer garden just because of the way things work out there. But that's, I think, the atmosphere I would like to provide. That's, that's what the church should, that's the attractive uh, gospel message. Not, it's not about beer per se, but that communal sense, rejoicing together, um, partaking of God's love and mercy with our friends and neighbors, with our friends and family. That's what the gospel really is. And so uh, that, I think, is the answer, if you will. Because I'm a competitive guy, so I, I do think of it a bit in, you know, here's what they're doing, and ew, like that's it's big and dramatic, but it's kind of a mess. So uh, what is the, if I'm going to criticize that, I ought to provide, we ought to provide a better option, right? It's not, not fair to just say, well, that's bad, and then don't do anything else. So the, the, the positive response is not to just go argue with these people. And it's not even about responding to them at all. But the the Catholic way of being that, in a sense, is, should be allowed to speak for itself is community rejoicing in God together, um, understanding that there is consequences for our sins, but understanding above even that the most primary thing is God's love and mercy. In fact, as many popes have said, God is mercy. That is his way of being most most specifically. So, um, in general, if you see those 
uh, super aggressive signs, those repent or go to hell signs, uh, know that repentance is important, but that that fiery message is so, so just, just bad of representation of the gospel. Don't, how about this? If you don't know anything about Christianity, don't take that as an image of Christianity. That is not a good image. That is a super narrow, limited, um, aggressive and angry image of Christianity, which is which is not true. The communal, uh, you know, friendship, family type thing, rejoicing together, sharing a good meal, uh, praising God, thanking Him for His grace. That is the authentic Christian message. So ignore the angry people with fiery signs and, well, ignore the angry people with fiery signs and find the Catholic community that authentically represents Christ's message and that uh, will join in community in loving God and serving Christ our Savior. God bless. 